Are you familiar with promoted tweets? Yes, I'm familiar with promoted tweets. I see a lot of weird ones in my Twitter timeline. The whole promoted tweets thing seems sort of wild to me. It's like, well, I don't know who this person is. I don't care. I just see promoted and I scroll past. I typically don't even notice that they're promoted at first. Why are you sponsoring your posts? Like, do you have something to sell me? No, you want more likes on this photo. Twitter promoted this tweet that says, who remembers these? And it's a picture of an Etch-A-Sketch. I'm starting to think my wife will never let me have a goat farm. But I only got 18 likes. This guy paid 50 bucks to get 18 likes, 10 comments, zero retweets. Hello, and welcome to Why'd You Push That Button, a show where Ashley Carmen, that's me, and Caitlin Tiffany... Hello. ...examine all the choices technology forces us to make. Today, we're talking about promoted tweets. Yes. Ashley is saying that with, like, maybe a slight snark tinge to her voice. This is pure honesty and true enthusiasm. Well, promoted tweets are a passion subject of mine, so that's (laughs) why we're doing this episode. I worked really hard to remember where this passion goes back to, and I figured it out. It goes back to October 2016, scrolling through the timeline. Normal tweets, bad jokes, whatever, opinions from people I don't care about. And then a tweet, a picture of a pumpkin full of peanuts. (laughs) Above it, there's a caption that says, more like snack-o-lantern. Beneath it, there's a little arrow that says, promoted. What does it mean? (laughs) That's what this episode's about. Yeah. We're going to dive into promoted tweets, which are apparently a valid business for Twitter. Yeah. Promoted tweets are kind of like the super like on Tinder, where it breaks the algorithm and they pop up You don't know where they came from or why they're there, but you know you don't want them there. And you know there's money behind them. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason Caitlin thinks that I'm not extremely enthusiastic about this topic, which is not true, I always want Caitlin to set out on journeys to learn new things, but it's because I don't have a very strong opinion on promoted tweets. All I know is that they show up in my feed. I don't appreciate them. I don't know why (laughs) people pay for them. But overall, my Twitter experience is spent more hating when people retweet themselves. Right. Okay. I just, I don't think that you have, you have thought about how much drama there could be in this topic. Because first (laughs) of all, I asked Twitter about promoted tweets because they launched their advertising options in 2010 and they kind of gave me the runaround and like flat out refused to tell me when promoted tweets became a feature that could be used by an average person. So you think they're hiding something? I wouldn't say that on the record, (laughs) but I do think it's only been a couple of years since people started really noticing this, like the vast array of strange promoted tweets. Maybe people have just started to figure out that the feature is available, but some beautiful promoted tweets I've seen recently I'm going to read to you. Oh, okay. This sounds, this sounds like fun for me. Recently, I saw a promoted tweet from a woman a white lady whose Twitter handle was the real slim shady. Oh no. And her tweet was sushi today is a must, must in quotes. She paid to promote that. I don't disagree. Then I saw a tweet from a guy whose handle was Studio Dad, aka some 41-year-old. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he paid to promote the tweet, I am extremely handsome. I saw somebody pay to promote a tweet that just said, Alexa, can I date my therapist? That is dark. Oh, God. <laughs> I am concerned. <laughs> but I love them because it's it's so fun to sit there and be like, what thought process led from not only sending this tweet, but I mean, we all have we all have duds. But then being like, I should pay Twitter to show this tweet, this one 
to more people. I'm excited for a psychology episode. Well, what I find interesting about promoted tweets is that they're just from random people, local businesses, like car dealerships, wine stores, seemingly targeted at random because I'm seeing promoted tweets for wine stores in New Jersey. I don't shop there. I have to wonder if these people are being scammed. I have to wonder why they would want to put their tweets into a random feed where it's just going to stick out like a sore thumb. And also just all of the replies to these tweets are like, why would you promote this? I mean, it's a hostile world. It's a fair question. (laughs) So what exactly are we trying to figure out today? Okay. I think the question is, why would a normal person who's not trying to build a personal brand or waste their entire lives on Twitter, put money behind a tweet so that it can be randomly plopped into the feed of a bunch of strangers. Like, Why do you feel that hunger? What's the urge behind that? So I would like to invite you, Ashley, to come down internet rabbit hole with me today. Okay, I'll grab your hand, but reluctantly. So first of all, I should disclose that many of the best promoted tweets I've seen were not selected for me personally by Twitter's algorithm, but were shown to me by the greatest Twitter account of all time, which is called Promoted Tweets. And it's an account that just aggregates really good, weird promoted tweets. So I felt like I really needed to talk to the person who does that important work. He did not want to be named, but he did agree to explain to me why he loves promoted tweets so much and has dedicated his life to them, kind of. Just the sheer amount of them I would get, just how absurd they were and how many of them there were. I think the response that I got from making the account, which was like, I think it got like 10,000 followers in a single day. And I guess other people thought it was fascinating too. There was, of course, as was the case with me, one brilliant promoted tweet that started it all. There's one in particular, honestly, it's a rather <laughs> derogatory one, but uh, it was essentially just a woman posting a promoted tweet and it says the, <laughs> the words needs come. And that's all. That's all it said. And she paid money to do this. And it was just, why? Why would you do this? <laughs> This tweet is now his banner on his Twitter account and one of his favorites. He has many. It's mostly just the ones that either make me laugh or make me existentially terrified. There's one where it's someone posting about a murder case where you can find that murder in Google Maps. And I have no idea if it's real or not, (laughs) but it's absolutely terrifying to think that either someone's just doing that as like a joke or it's something that's kind of real and I don't know which is which. He says he hasn't really dwelled too much on this question, but he does have some thoughts about why ordinary people would spend money on promoting tweets. I think the reason why people promote tweets in the first place is mostly just attention-based They just kind of want someone to recognize them or just have a little bit of a a dopamine rush of just like, oh, I got a retweet or a favorite from a bunch of people because I promoted my tweet. It mostly boils down to that, but I think other people have their own reasons why they do it. 
Of course, I am devastated that we are not all getting the attention we need in the first place, but I'm also thankful to Promoted Tweets, an account on Twitter which has really improved my life, which is a rare thing to say about anything on Twitter. And I could barely even articulate this to its operator. I hope he feels how much love I have for him. I can feel it and it's scaring me a little. I know. Okay, well, Caitlin, I am happy there is someone on this earth who also appreciates Promoted Tweets as much as you. Thank you. Since I cannot fulfill that for you. Well, maybe you will by the end of the episode. That's true. I'm starting to be swayed a little bit that I should care about promoted tweets. <laughs> okay. So even though that was a beautiful experience, I think it's obvious that the best way to find out why someone would promote a generic tweet is to ask someone who has done that. Yeah, that seems like going straight to the source, as we say in the biz. Well, my quest to find somebody to talk to about their promoted tweets ended up being kind of challenging. Most people did not respond to my DMs, which, okay, fine. And the limited number of people who did respond lied to me. What do you mean? I'd be like, why'd you promote this tweet? And they'd be like, I didn't. (laughs) I wonder if it's like they actually didn't know that they promoted a tweet. I think that they're liars. Okay. Eventually, I did manage to get in contact with Adam Beals, an Irish YouTuber teen. Oh, my. He makes slightly overstimulating, but ultimately somewhat charming YouTube videos with his younger brother. And they're very popular on YouTube, but he has like an inconsequential number of Twitter followers. The classic cross-platform problem. Don't I know it? I have my Instagram and I have Twitter, but I've noticed my Twitter is just lacking somewhat behind my older socials in terms of follower coins. So Adam pays 90 pounds, which is about $117 every month for Twitter promote mode, which I had not previously heard of. I've never heard of it. Which is a feature that just lets Twitter pick out your tweets for you and promote them. What that does is that that automatically promotes selected tweets based on obviously interaction of those tweets. So that the more interaction the tweet gets, the more Twitter you know, promotes that tweet for that month. What? I know. So you don't have to pick at all. Twitter just is like, we got you. Yeah. Sick. I'm into that. Sounds like a risky business to me. So promote mode just picks whichever tweets are already getting good engagement and boosts those under the like assumption that that's a good bet for a tweet. But that's why some of them seem like really weird choices, especially in Adam's case, like he tweeted something about like about to sign one of the biggest contracts in my life or like, sorry that I'm posting this video late. And enough of his like, you know, like friends or close supporters like faved that. And Twitter was like, oh, an excellent candidate for promotion. And then if you come at it outside of his timeline, you're like, why on earth would he promote a tweet that just says like, these bird box memes are class, laughy face. Sometimes I forget the whole like promotion thing is on. So yeah, of course, you're, you're always going to get those types of people who say, why is this on my promotion feed or why is this promoted and stuff like that. So it's always fun whenever you get those <laughs> replies. I get the concept of the promote mode because it makes sense. Like maybe you had a viral thought, but yeah, if you already have fans and you're communicating vital messages to them, those might do well. But the general population will have no idea who you are and taken out of context will will not care. Right. He said that he thinks pretty much only brands should use promoted tweets. Like the feature is best suited for them. I don't know, maybe like company profiles or, you know, by corporate brands. I don't know, say McDonald's, Starbucks. 
gains like that, it could probably work better in those respects. But in terms of creators and online influencers, promoted tweets, I think, is just, it's not what you expect to it that way. Unfortunately, Adam does not really believe he is getting his money's worth on his promoted tweets. It's not working the way I hoped that it would work. It has helped a tad, but it hasn't helped as much as I would like it to. So I still have it on at the moment because of that fact, because it is still helping a little bit, but it's not helping a lot. If it was cheaper, I would probably still maybe keep doing it. But again, 90 pounds per month. It's, um, it's quite pricey for what you get. And yeah, I probably will end it very soon. So it kind of sounds like to me, my initial belief that promoted tweets are trash I shouldn't care about might be true. I mean, everything online is trash you shouldn't care about. <laughs> are you suddenly just drawing lines willy-nilly? But it sounds like promote mode is just this weird like automated system that who knows what happens there. But I'm curious if like you or I chose a tweet to promote that we felt had legs, had potential, if it would get us more followers. Okay, but counterpoint, it would be really embarrassing. It's true. <laughs> I would be freaking mortified if anyone I know in this world saw me promote a tweet, which means you have to do this task. <laughs> I cannot sacrifice my vanity anymore on the internet. Okay. I will concede that Ashley's personal brand is a lot more cohesive <laughs> and valuable than mine. Wow, thank so you. So I'm going to take this hit. I'm going right. to promote a tweet. Okay. I hope I become famous and adored. So Caitlin, you're going to promote a tweet. And then we are going to bring in The Verge's engagement editor, Ruben Salvadori. And he's going to analyze your results. Oh my God, I can't wait. Everyone's going to love and adore my promoted tweet. I hope so. Okay, we will be back after the break. So here we are with The Verge's engagement editor, Ruben Salvadori. He's going to explain the back end of promoted tweets, like the hard data, the algorithms and facts. And then he's going to help me figure out how to get famous on the internet. We'll try. We'll see what we can do here. <laughs> All right. So you guys want to know about promoted tweets in general? Um, yeah. There are basically two main ways to promote a tweet. Usually the one that's the most accessible and kind of like the most superficial that I don't suggest using is the one you actually use, oh. uh, which is basically just going to your feed, <laughs> looking at the tweet that you want to promote, and then just put money behind it. Did you want to look specifically at your tweet and how you did it? Yeah. Do you want to tell us well, what yeah. the tweet was? Okay. So I chose a tweet that got almost no engagement when I originally tweeted it. I tweeted it at like 7.30 in the morning from the subway, I think, a couple of weeks ago. And it was just like, what do you guys think Drake looks like when he's sleeping? And then I tweeted, just kidding, because I was just kidding. It's a great tweet, though. Could uh, she why, have why like, no targeted it to Drake fans? So you could have targeted it to music fans and to celebrity fans, and that's probably would have given you a better result. The way you did it, basically Twitter uh, chose their whole population, uh, which means that it just like sent it out to everyone, no matter what kind of interest they are. Maybe they Donald Trump saw it. Oh my God. Maybe. Um, we can actually look at what interests uh, you reach with that tweet. Um, and actually there was a lot of interest around music, which makes sense. Uh, but the top interest was actually dogs. 
Uh, which dogs? Is, yeah, which is common because it's just the population on Twitter loves dogs, apparently. <laughs> uh, it's also, if you look at your main audience uh, or my main audience, dog is one of the top interests in general on Twitter. That's so generic. How does that even count as an interest? That's like people who oh, have that's, eyebrows that's as an interest. That's very generic, but it also gets very, very specific. So, for example, you only got one person who's interested in figure skating, senior tweet. Uh, oh and also gosh. one person who's into minivans. Which is a pretty minivans. Yeah, minivans. Uh, yeah, so it gets really mm-hmm. granular, and that's why it's kind of fun if you dig into the uh, actual backend of the ads manager because you can pick these things really, really specifically for your target audience. Now, if you pick something that's too specific, you're not going to reach a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people just usually pick the most open and wide net to try to reach because they think they're going to reach the most people, but usually it's not really effective because the main thing you're going to look at when you promote a tweet is not just the overall number of impressions, but also how much each impression costs you, right? So there are some communities that are going to be easier for you to access because you might have already some popularity within a certain age bracket uh, in your case. Uh, you're mostly popular with people who are between uh, 13 and 24. Um, more specifically, <laughs> the super young teens are less into it than the like 18 to 24. Uh, but if you selected the whole like tw- uh, 13 to 24, they probably would have given you a lower cost per uh, result. In our case, the result is impression. In general, we like the term for that is CPM, cost per mille. Uh, that's from Latin, Mila is 1,000, so it's a cost per 1,000. So basically your average CPM uh, was of $3.30, meaning that for every 1,000 impressions, for every 1,000 people who saw your tweet, you spend $3.30 That on seems good to me. It's pretty good considering, so the main two things usually that you can do also when promoting a tweet, you can either pick a tweet that's already been published, like you did in your case, which usually uh, already has some organic traction behind that tweet, and that's going to give you a lower CPM than just setting up a tweet uh, in a way that we call uh, dark tweet. Tweets. Um, so those tweets who basically are going to be tweets that you set up in the ads manager and don't show up on your feed. They're just going to be promoted tweets and they're going to appear in the places you want them to appear, but they're not going to appear on your feed. Does The Verge do that? Uh, editorially, we don't do that. Uh, it's something that a lot of, like on the marketing side, a lot of companies will do if you have like campaigns that you're running for clients uh, and you might have things that you don't want to run on your main editorial feed, but then you still want to use your brand uh, to, like if, if there's a deal to promote that content through the client and uh, on, on people's Twitter without having that appear on your main feed. Wait, so if when I do my next tweet, should I do a dark tweet? That sounds kind of fun and goth. It's very goth. Uh, if you do it, uh, I expect the CPM to be higher, so you're going to spend more money for the same number of impressions that you got. It's also really helpful if you want to run tests. So you could actually create a campaign with two uh, tweets that are similar. Let's say you want to have your tweet the way you you tweeted it out, which was just text and the same text but with an image, and then you can compare the two and see which one performed better. And by that, I mean which one was the cheapest to promote to to the audience. That's also a really good way to learn what kind of stuff you should, like how your formats should be, what kind of things work better on the platform. So it's really useful, like editorially, also to know what kind of uh, uh, things you should be looking at when considering how to frame a tweet. Okay, so I'm going to do the same tweet, but I'm going to draw a picture of Drake sleeping. This is what I think he looks like. (laughs) Spoiler. (laughs) You can't draw. Okay, you've said how many impressions I got, but like that word... That just means like literally people seeing it, not like people enjoying it or like following me or like liking the tweet or whatever. How did I do on that front? So um, since you selected that, that's like you sent me like a little screenshot of uh, your results. Um, When you get your results, you can see like how many people actually uh, went to your profile after seeing that tweet, uh, how many people interacted with it, how many likes it got. But since your main goal for the uh, campaign was impressions, uh, Twitter sent your tweet to people who they know are just going to like see it. Like they, they didn't uh, specifically try to target people who know 
know that usually will look into your profile or will engage with your content. So those are different goals that you can set up when you set up a campaign in Ads Manager. You can actually pick if you want to get only like people who will actually be become your followers or people who would engage with your content. And those are different parameters and Twitter knows how to target the right people in order to uh, get you more of that kind of result, more than just impressions. Now impressions, unfortunately, are usually the biggest numbers of all the results that you can get in general, but they're not a good uh, number to look at. Because impressions, you know, it's people just scrolling through the feed and they might not even read your tweet, they might just see it. Uh, so it's not really meaningful. I would probably like look at things like engagement or again, conversions to followers. Those are probably way more important metrics to set up a campaign for. Uh, but again, it's really hard to set those things up within just the feed. So you have to access the main ads manager. How many followers did I get? Two? Uh, let's check. Two follows, Congrats. one one retweet. Twenty five bucks per follow. Would like if you weren't already following me, would you follow me for twenty five dollars? Yeah, so that's basically an extremely expensive uh, campaign, uh, $25 per follow. Uh, if you have to do that at scale, you would have to spend millions to get a decent follower uh, number. But uh, if you probably cater the campaign around gaining followers, then Twitter knows to specifically target those people who are more prone to actually follow your account. Okay, so for my next promoted tweet, what are like, what's like this super short version of like three things I should do better? Set it up in the ads manager so you can pick filters. You should probably pick an age range between 13 and 24. I would experiment with trying to add an image to your tweet or a GIF and see how that uh, helps the distribution. I think images, like a visual element or a video, um, helps the uh, helps you catch the audience attention. So it's much easier for them to actually interact with your tweet and not just scroll through. They will stop scrolling and they will maybe click into your profile or expand the details or maybe reply to your to your tweet. So those are kind of like the basic three things that I would try to do the next time next iteration of this okay awesome i'm gonna do it Caitlin we're gonna get gonna build her get power. our money's worth next time dope thanks ruben thank Woo. you guys everyone we've talked to so far has been very helpful but the last piece of the puzzle i think is someone who's an expert on this whole cottage industry of self-promotion Finally, I met up with Patrick Abrin, co-founder of BrandYourself.com. He helps people with online personal brand management. From a high level, it helps people clean up, protect, and improve their online reputation slash their online privacy. And then I asked him to explain why anybody needs a personal brand. You know, personal branding has given people a very big edge in getting ahead and whatever it is, whether it's your average career or getting famous or getting rich or becoming successful. And what's weird is what we see is right now there's an inverse relationship between people who are very good at personal branding and those who are actually good at what they're branding themselves to be. Obviously, Patrick is talking about my various personal nemeses who have lots of Twitter followers but are not as charming as me. Anyway, he says he does not really even recommend promoting tweets for most people. It's not useful if you're just trying to get ahead in a normal profession. If you're a business owner, it could be a good idea. If you're someone who's just saying, you know, in my career and, and I want to just keep making sure that I'm in the mix for whatever's next, right? I want to get my promotion. I want to keep moving up. We wouldn't recommend that you don't really have to promote your tweets. In that case, you need a strong enough online presence for what we call like due diligence. You're going to get looked up and you want to make sure you look the part, you check some boxes, you got nothing, you know, that's a, a red flag flag out there, but then also that you you exist in the right places, you, you're talking about the right things, like that really helps. You don't really need, I'd say, to go out and pay to try to build an audience. It's usually not necessary to have to go and, and promote tweets for any reason. If you own a car dealership, then it's fine. He did say that. 
Like our teenage YouTuber, Patrick considers Twitter's advertising business, as far as it applies to normal people, to be kind of a waste of money. And also like our teenage YouTuber, he refused to call it a scam. Anybody can now decide to get their message in front of you for $100 or less. And that's created a lot of misplaced and, and weird, I'd say, waste of money. He's being polite. However, it's also used really effectively sometimes. Like there are people who have become pretty much famous for building an online presence. And, and a lot of those, whether they say it or not, they buy a lot of tweets and engagements and followers to get those brands off the ground. Putting all of the business concerns aside, though, Patrick does understand why people might feel the urge to pay to promote their tweets. I came from a world where selling out, you weren't cool. But nowadays, selling out means you've made it. You are indeed cool. So I think the same thing that drives that, like, I've become legit enough that I'm getting sponsored content and I'm, I'm getting paid to advertise to you, which in the past would have been seen as, again, a sellout. There's a level of, I think, promoted tweets that mean like, oh, wow, like they're paying for their tweets. They've got a following. That means like they've made it to the next level, right? That's something brands do. That's something companies do. So in some regards, it's seen as almost like verification's a badge of honor, right? In sponsored content and maybe sponsored tweets are signaling the same thing. If you're the average individual, I would really think twice about promoting a tweet because I, I don't think people are really thinking about the intent behind it. And there's not that much upside to it, but there, there are potential downsides to it. Basically, he said the entire internet is an unequal playing field of attention. Some people are getting way too much and it makes them act awful. Some people are not getting enough and it's making them sad. You sometimes get a world where, you know, people are spending more time promoting themselves and, and, and that drowns out the important things. On the other end, if you're really good at something, getting your name out there in a way you couldn't before is really positive. Uh, either way, I think the need for personal branding, for better or worse, isn't going away, which is why I think you're always going to see people trying to use these platforms to do it. So according to Patrick, when you think about it, all tweets are promoted tweets. Wow. If you compare it to, say, search results, where, you know, you have the sponsored ones, right, the, the paid search, which is usually on the top and the sides of the organic search results. And those have become more and more harder to distinguish as the company's gotten bigger and bigger. But there's an inherent understanding of, well, the ones below it earned it, and the ones that are getting paid for, paid for it. Although the information you put out to get ranked is still promoting it in a way. It's similar to Twitter, right? Everything is promoted. But I think the, the stance is you earned to be in my feed because I thought you were good and I'm following you or I know you versus you paid to get into my feed. So it's that classic earned media versus paid media. I think it's just there, there is a distinguishing feeling you know, around it. Okay, well, so Caitlin, I'm thrilled that you had this interview, but low key, the entire time you were telling me about it, I kind of was like, what happened to Caitlin's promoted tweet? I need to know because your last one did horribly. Okay, well, first of all, I should say I incorporated Ruben's advice when I did my second tweet experiment. I chose a tweet with an image, it's a very dramatic image of two of the cast members of Vanderpump Rules. Whoa. This looks like a painting. It's it's Kristen Doty and, and Katie Maloney kind of experiencing distress in the streets of Mexico. And the tweet says, will 2019 be the year I get a tattoo of Katie explaining that her boyfriend of many years dumped half a beer on her side swoop just to get out of finishing a conversation? 
This tweet got not a ton of engagement in the first place, but I thought it was a good candidate because, first of all, it has the image, it has a striking image, and because Ruben said it's better to pick a specific audience. So I was like, I can pick young women who are really interested in in reality TV or just TV in general. And then I also picked a specific goal, which was to get me more followers. I put the same amount of money. How much? 50 bucks. Oh, God damn. Thank you, Vox Media Podcast Network. <laughs> and I let it run. And at the end, I had 49 new followers. Whoa. Okay. So you basically paid a dollar a follower. How's it feel? You are now paying for followers. Um, I feel like a scam artist. I feel terrible. I feel manipulative. I don't like it. I didn't, it didn't feel good. I didn't earn these followers. I also don't know who they are. I I mean, I feel like you kind of earned it because your tweet was good. If you had had a bad promoted tweet, you would just be a laughing stock and would have been curated on a Twitter account. I mean, I don't take a lot of pride in having good tweets. I think that that's a major way in which my brain has become broken over the last five years. I understand the incentive to promote a tweet, but I I really think after this experiment that I, I know it's not for me. So can you just sum up for me what the incentive to promote a tweet is? And is the money well spent? Like, should we be promoting tweets? And what type of person promotes those tweets? Okay, so I think if you are going to have a professional engagement editor give you super specific advice about how to target your promoted tweets, maybe it's worth the money. But most people are seemingly just using the generic options that Twitter offers, which do not work at all based on the anecdotes we have heard. And also if your followers are really worth all that cash you're going to have to spend. Yeah, it's very sad to me to imagine that we are out here just distributing attention in this way based on the bucks you're willing to put up. But with that said, we don't want the people to stop promoting tweets because what would you do with your time? What would I do with my time? Yeah, you love promoted (laughs) tweets. (laughs) I don't know. I might like get better at my job. All right. That's it for this episode. Case closed. Great work, Caitlin. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you for solving this mystery for me, a mystery I didn't even know I was interested in until you told me about it. You are welcome. I hope you will return the favor sometime of forcing me to care about something and then listening to you talk about it for half an hour. <laughs> I could I could probably do that. Okay, great. <laughs> All right. That is it for us. As usual, you can find us at our email address, buttonattheverge.com. And then you can follow us on Twitter, no promoted tweets, at Ashley R. Carmen, at K-A-I-T underscore Tiffany. Thank you to our producers, Andrew and Zach. And with that, we're out of here. Goodbye. Bye.